This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We invite you to get interactive with the various features that await you there. Uh, you can submit things to the site. So, for instance, like a news article or a YouTube video that you uh, have seen you want to share with our listeners. You just submit it as show prep and then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is that you have suggested and submitted to the site. So once again, you can head on over to freetalklive.com to do those things. It's a completely free website as well, unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here in the studio tonight with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. All right. So again, 855-450-FREE is the number here. Uh, Trayvon Martin, I want to talk more about him coming up here. Uh, the, for those of you who haven't heard this particular story, it's probably one of the bigger stories of uh, it's a pretty the day, big story, yeah. with uh, Obama getting out there and, and speaking out on this issue. We'll uh, come back around to that. But Mark, there was something we intended to get to last night, but we just got so distracted by the Christian side hug that uh, was un- we were unable to – and by the way, somebody did um, post that over at facebook.freetalklive.com. So yeah. if you wanted to see it, it's right there. It's a hilarious video about uh, some kind of Christian convention or Bible studies, you know, we, summer school or whatever it is where they've uh, outlawed real hugging um, or outruled real hugging in favor of the Christian side hug. Right. Um, so you can see that at facebook.freetalklive.com. Anyway, let's get back into what we were going to talk about last night. Uh, and of course, Ali is joining us as well here from ladiesandkeen.com. Is that uh, another ludicrous school story? What has happened? Where is it happening? TheSun.co.uk by uh, Harry Huggins. Teachers are banning school kids from having best pals. So... They don't get upset by fallouts. Last night we were talking about kids being banned from hugging at school. And now you're saying that it, at least in the UK somewhere, kids aren't allowed to have a best friend? No besties. Um, instead, the primary pupils – and I assume primary means the same thing over in uh, the UK. Primary means uh, first through sixth. Okay. Or kindergarten through sixth, excuse me. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, they call private schools public and public schools private over there. So who knows? Educational uh, – but they do have pictures of young children here. Educational psychologist Graynor Saputi said the uh, uh, policy had been used in schools in Kingston, southwest London, London and Surrey. She added, I have noticed that teachers let children they shouldn't have a best friend and that everyone should play together. So tell children excuse me, they shouldn't have a best friend and, uh, and they tell that everyone should play together. They are doing it because they want to save the children the pain of splitting up from their best friend. But it's a na- it's natural for some children to want a best friend, and if they break up, they have the have to feel the pain because they're learning to deal with it. Right. This is part of being a young person. Part of being a human being is uh, you know you change and people change and. You know, you're not necessarily friends with the same people your whole life, and that's okay. And it does create drama sometimes. I I remember a few experiences where, you know, people were changing friends and it became, you know, kind of something where people started feeling left out and everything. But (laughs) making it, uh, like, so you're not supposed to do it only makes it more exciting to be like, yeah, you're really my best friend. Yeah, then there's going to be like pinky squares yeah. and all kinds of uh, best friend. I mean, that might be the blood brother blood thing. Brothers. Blood brothers will come back. Um, Start transmitting diseases around yeah, right. like that. It's just we need that in secret. <laughs> I mean, really? Do they really think that it's a good, that this is, makes sense? Russell Hobby of the National Association of Head Teachers confirmed some schools are adopting best friend bans. 
He said, I don't think it's widespread, but it is clearly happening. Seems bizarre. I don't see how you can stop people from forming close friendships. We make and lose friendships throughout our lives. The Campaign for Real Education, which wants more parental choice in state education, said the ridiculous policy was robbing children of their childhood. Oh, God, here we are, robbing children of their childhood again. As if adults don't make and break up with best friends. Well, no, they're saying the policy is robbing them of their childhood. I know. I just think that that's the dumbest thing in the world. What the hell is childhood? Well, childhood I, is a period of time when we force kids not to be able to take responsibility for their actions. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, Mark. That sounds a little bit harsh. And I'm the first person to who will say, I think I just don't know what kids, it means. I think that kids who want to grow up should be able to and they should be able to, you know, do what you know their, their parents think is OK and let them work if they want to work, etc. And let them accept responsibilities if that's what they want. But I think there is a position uh, that in our lives that is definitely one where you're not looking for responsibility. And it's very you know, it's childlike. You just want to go out and play. And those that are is the only their responsibility. Look, if playing you, is their responsibility. Yes, it's my okay. responsibility too. If, if I don't want, enjoy if you want to call my playing a responsibility, that's fine. Playing is how you figure out how to work in life. That's true. That's cool. But to I say, agree with both of you. Yeah, but to say that uh, there's no like definitive childhood, I I, I just think don't, I disagree with that. I, I just don't think I I I, I Jack an adult to death no. of <laughs> your four year old son Jack. My, my son takes hopefully is taking more and more responsibility every day. I hope and you so know what too. I'm not he just doing. Started pooping I'm in not the potty. Stopping him, I wish I wish I could keep that consistent. Oh, it hasn't. It hasn't been consistent. <laughs> I oh, wish man. I could keep it. Uh, I wish I could. Uh, you know, uh, I, I made, I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> These are some of the things that happen during childhood, and I guess when you get really, really old. But, Talking about my son's uh, bowel movements on the air. Go ahead. <laughs> come on, Mark. Who doesn't have? You know, whoever has had children can relate to that, yes, right? Yes. I do uh, think that some parents mishandle childhood, and as you're explaining, right. try That's to make it a time of no responsibility in which the parents will take on any of the responsibility for their children's actions. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't. It's like most harmful for the child. Or Anyone like who talking- says you're robbing children of their childhood to me is a scary person that needs to be watched. But in the case of uh, of this particular circumstance, it's fairly accurate to say, right, in that the school is forcing this on people, so thereby they are robbing them of something they could otherwise enjoy, which is having a close friend. I don't I think mean, that the, the school is robbing children of their childhood. I think that the school is being stupid and going against human nature. Well, you're just mincing words in this case. I, I'm mincing words? Really? I think that this is a really important aspect of it. I mean, children are little people. That's true. And if there's a bunch of big people around telling them that you can't have another little person be Don't your worry, best friend. Don't worry, there's a bunch of big people telling around telling you what you can't do, too. Well, I guess, so I, I wonder if that means if I'm hanging out with what, you know some little girl in my class, and I'm hanging out with her more than anyone else, and she's, you know, obviously my best friend. I'm not allowed to call her that. Are they going to confront us about him? Probably, out? yes. Maybe they'll separate you they for want a while. That's they want kind of a deprivation with, of childhood. It absolutely is. I don't believe in, uh, I, I, you know, I, just, I don't believe the term. The term being is in, frightening to me. But look, Mark, maybe you, okay, I know you grew up on a farm, so maybe you didn't have friends when you were growing God. up. I grew up the, on a farm. The farm and I, I would beat your little, uh, little uh, private school butt. Or your little, uh, <laughs> I didn't go gift, to private school. Gifted cool. school butt when you say crap like that. Look. When I was growing up, yeah, you had friends that were better friends than others. You sure. had a best friend usually uh-huh. in your neighborhood or at school yes. or whatever, and that's that's part of being a child. You got to have someone to tell secrets to. You don't have a best friend now? 
You don't have one Mark, friend that's you're a better his best friend. friend. No, about I that. No, so. I don't think so. No. You don't have one friend that's better than others. No, I don't think so. You don't have classifications of friends. I, Some I, people yes, are better are, friends I think than that others. There are friends, and then there are associates. And then there are strangers. Why am I even asking Ian about yeah. friendship? <laughs> I mean, God, to pick the worst person in the room to talk about what this stuff. What are you talking about, Mark? He's just being a mean old man. He that's doesn't. All. He he probably hasn't had a best friend in decades. It's just not his thing. That what, is so mean. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd have to disagree with you. On when that. was your when was last best friend? None of your business. That is yeah, he personal. Can't answer the question. Um, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. I think you're being a little too harsh on the idea of childhood, Mark. And I'd love to hear from anybody else out there that wants to comment on this. 855-450-FREE. But Why don't they define the story? what childhood is? I'd be interested in what a definition a of question. what childhood is. Yeah. Because there's probably a definition out there that I can live with. But okay. I'd say it's the, you know, I, I don't think any of it doesn't fit adulthood. I think it definitely comes before puberty. You know, maybe the the period of time that you're learning the basics of life. But frankly, I'm learning all the time. I'm getting the nuances down. It's important to be in touch with your inner child. Apparently, it's the period during which a person is a child. Is that (laughs) You can't define. Wait a minute. Where did that come from? Dictionary.com. Google? You can't define one word, Google, with another with the same word. Just put another few letters on the end of it. <laughs> 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Is there more to the, the best friend ban here? I'd yeah, like there's, to, there's more if you want. The bureaucrats yeah, we'll have to say it. about this. 855-450-FREE. And maybe you could define childhood for us. I think that's an interesting question. You can also, of course, take control of the airways. Bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. The number is 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can, of course, join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And perhaps you are one who has a smartphone and you'd like quick access to our live streams or podcast. You can just go to m.freetalklive.com, m as in mobile, .freetalklive.com. Again, like everything else you'll find on our site, it's completely free. You can join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business and create a will or even a living trust or a living will. Register a trademark, empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. Use coupon code FTL, save $10, LegalZoom.com. All right, so uh, Mark, you're sharing with us an article from the United Kingdom about, I don't know if they call them school districts or whatever they call them over there. There's some schools, school, just one school? No schools. Schools uh, that are banning best friends. And the idea being, and they're doing this in kind of like element, the equivalent of an elementary school. Primary, yeah. Uh, they're banning best friends with the idea being that we're going to protect the children because we wouldn't want them to have a best friend and then lose their best friend. So 
We'll just stop them from ever having best friends in the first place. Yep. No running in the halls, kids. You could fall and hurt yourself. No running in the playground. No running, period, ever. You know, this well, you kind of... Could, you could get hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, everything could get you hurt, right? Well, it's almost, you know, when adults are trying to protect children from physical risk, I guess... I can kind of see it, but emotional risk, that's that's meddling. That's too much. Well, I think that there's, right, like there's a sort of a mitigation of risk is really the best you can do in life. Um, I mean, everything's based on at some point you have to live, but at sure. the same time, why take unneeded risks? So running with scissors, pointing up Not a good at idea. your face. Yeah. I think it's good to inform someone of maybe how stupid their actions are or maybe how dangerous their actions are but um i don't i don't see like telling them they can't do something oh yeah jack can't run with scissors i'm telling you right now he cannot run with scissors i bet he can well he can if he gets scissors and gets away but i'm just going to take them away from him unless you don't see him that's true maybe you've created a scissor fetish in his mind because he's not allowed to have scissors and run with them maybe hopefully not hopefully not because it's generally not a bad idea you gotta be careful when you ban things the problem is is his little butt doesn't make any money and doesn't have to pay the hospital bill. That's true. I'm responsible for sewing up his face when the scissors stick through them. All so right. there you go. So, uh, so hey, sorry, case, kid. You should, we weren't supposed to run with. Daddy told you not to run with scissors. Now go get a needle. I'll bend it and get some dental floss, and I'll just sew you up right here. Go bleed out. You know. I mean, I, I, the world isn't that way either. You, no man, especially a four year old, is an island. Absolutely. No four-year-old is an island. I've got a new saying. Yeah, I think, that, I think again, it's one thing to, like you said, Allie, to protect some a young person to a certain point of physical harm. I think certainly that can go overboard, too, like with rounding off every single corner and making sure that everybody's got a, you know, knee pads yep. on and ankle pads oh, yeah. and shin pads. Way too far. You know, that, so people definitely do take that too far. They don't do that for old people, and they're more at risk than young people. Young people heal. They're fine. They're, That's a good point. They could hurt themselves, but they'll, they're not going to, like, it's not going to last. But Old people, you need to round things. <laughs> Ultimately, what we're talking about here is this issue of what would be mental hurt, you know, the, emotional, the hurt, yeah. emotional uh, distress of losing a, a, a best friend. So if we're going to take this all the way, and you know, government tends to do these sorts of things, they just get more and more intrusive in people's lives. Who, whoever would have thought that we would be here talking about them banning best friends? I, I have to say, I am still surprised at how absolutely ludicrous these government people can be. Let's go ahead and ban pets, too. Because, I mean, anyone who's ever had a pet die, my goodness, yeah. that is far more devastating than uh, than losing a best friend, but I But teachers think. can't control pets. They can control who you call your bestie well, at school, though. Well, Mark, that may be, mean that teachers can't control pets, but we all know that the, this is the U.K. we're talking about. Of course, here in the U.S., we're not that far away from the U.K. as far as their police state's concerned, but they've got cameras all over the place. They are talking about putting cameras in people's homes. They already have homes in which cameras are are being placed uh, because of the yep. like at risk ch- children or whatever. So they do. So you know, let's just have uh, let's just have a rule against households with children having pets because it could really cause some emotional harm. I mean, it's the same idea, right? That's the exact same concept, isn't it? We want to protect our kids from feeling bad. And which is just absolutely ludicrous of an idea that this is even worth expending resources on because you can't delay this forever. It's it's not you know, this is a law of life is that there are ups and downs. Right. And it's they, not possible and if it was possible, it'd be terrible for people to like take away all the risks and stuff. How do you learn? 
And beyond that, how can you know what's good if you haven't experienced bad? How right. do you know it feels good? The old, the old saying is you can't pe- you can't teach anybody anything. That ex- you know good ex- that uh, good judgment comes from bad judgment. Making uh, mistakes. Good gu- judgment comes from experience. Experience comes from bad judgment, and you can't teach anybody anything. <laughs> That's probably true. I don't I don't think it is. I think some people are better at learning from others' mistakes than than uh, true. Than other people's mistakes than than some are. I am definitely a bad mistake kind of guy. You, on the other hand, learn from other people's mistakes all the time you think so oh yeah i've certainly made my share of them i'm sure you have right. but uh, yeah, a lot of the mistakes a lot of the things you do you do on purpose some of the worst repercussions you have in life are things you do because you want bad repercussions so like you mean like getting a vasectomy might be learning from someone else's mistakes yes absolutely okay yeah, I'll take that one. Thanks, Mark. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But this is an incredibly dangerous concept, the idea that children should be uh, protected. Or beyond that, the idea that they can yeah. be protected from having bad feelings. It just, it, it just makes criminals out of every one of the kids in the class that, can, that manage to, to you know, be best friends. Well, wouldn't it just mean that everyone's afraid to talk to each other and like form friendships? Well, it depends on how cracked down kind of a style of situation this is. I mean, are the teachers watching like a hawk to see how much time you're spending with who else in the class? Maybe and, it'll be oh, like they are. instead of speed dating, it's like speed playing. So like every 15 minutes you have to change the person you play they with. They do want you to uh, you know, get a well-rounded uh, play experience with the other children. That seems to be the uh, the case. Are there any more comments from the uh, government bureaucrats in this article? Uh, th- none of the government sharing? bureaucrats you know, bad article. None of the government bureaucrats really have anything defending uh, the idea here. Basically, it's every- indefensible. Yeah, basically everybody's saying this is dumb. And but they're doing it anyway. Silly, ridiculous, flies in the face of common sense, chilling. These are the terms that are used inside of it, but you know, what can I tell you? There they, you have it. They, uh, I'm afraid uh, Hawkins here did not uh, bother to uh, you know, find the, what the other side of the story is. or Sometimes they don't want to talk. Sometimes you ask the government people for a comment and they're, no, that's all right. We'll can't, be fine can't, I can't tell you. you. I can't re- say anything about how we uh, educate children around here. That, uh, that's not acceptable. It's against school policy. So we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on the idea of preventing children from feeling hurt. Is there anyone listening who could take the side of the government bureaucrats in this story? What about moms that will, uh, or not just moms, I don't know why I said that, but parents that won't let their um won't let their kids like have relationships like no dating until you're 16 stuff like that i don't understand that was relatively common at my the christian school i went to that uh you know and by the way it didn't stop the girls at all No, it doesn't and and i don't know if this is uh you know is this done with boys very often my parents did it to me i got up the uh the gumption once i think to ask a girl out once and then my parents told me basically that's a no-no wow yeah at least and, that's as I recall. And then you were uh, what? Out, not not in a relationship until nah, you were I had to, like one date when I was seventeen or whatever. Yeah. But beyond that, no. Nope. So, stif- out of the house. Stifle your kids; they'll end up like Ian. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Generally, my parents were pretty good to me, but I think that was a mistake on their part. But then again, I didn't get anyone pregnant. It's free talk live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free number is 855-450-FREE. Question still on the floor, if anybody wants to pick it up, is uh, what is childhood? How do you define it? 855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site, so enjoy those. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Allie's here courtesy of her radio show, Ladies in Keen, which you can hear every Sunday morning, uh, Eastern Time, starting at 11 a.m. on lrn.fm, but also uh, in podcast form at your leisure at ladiesinkeen.com. That's right. So, uh, once again, our number, 855-453-FREE. And want to tell you, Mark, about adventure, a man venture outpost. Yeah, man venture outpost. Whether you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, shooting gear, man venture outpost carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything the outdoors enthusiast would need. Man Venture Outpost has it, and they have it at rates that are incredibly low. That's what their unique selling proposition is, is cost, uh, you know, value. You can get the name brands, and you can get them at rates significantly lower than you can anyplace else. In ammunition, it's huge right now, and I would think that a lot of our listeners would be very interested in that. Some prices, in fact, are so low they can't be mentioned on the air. They're family-owned and operated, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Get an additional 5% off, and 5% is a big deal when you're uh, talking about rates as low as this and profit margins as small as uh, ManVenture gets with coupon code FTL. It's ManVentureOutpost.com, coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. All right. There's more absurdity uh, on the way here uh, talking about New York City possibly going to add tolls for bicyclists. That's what's next. These people are just it's insane. Unbelievable. 855-450-FREE is the number here. Also, the Trayvon Martin case, uh, that's still on the way here tonight talking about how uh, Barack Obama has come out and made a statement about this, uh, which it's pretty unusual for someone in a position of a presidency to speak regarding just one of the many, 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 many killings that goes on around this country. So what makes this one different? We'll talk about that. 855-450-FREE is a number here in New York City. According to CBS New York, the city's former traffic commissioner has a new plan to put tolls on East River bridges. This proposal has some novel selling points, including a first-ever Toll for cyclists. Yes, that's right. Because there's that many people cycling from, is it Brooklyn East? Don't ask me, Mark. I don't right. know enough about New Bronx? York City. I've I'm been not there sure. a few times. That's about it. To New York City on bicycles. I mean, to Manhattan. I mean, it just, I, 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 I can't say that, it, I don't think it ever happens, but I'll bet there's not that many that do it. I couldn't tell you. I, you know, I don't live in the city, and so I don't have the experience with it. But it would make sense that a bicycle would be a good way to get around in a city environment. It sure. certainly works. But it's a long bike. I mean, the, the ride. You mean? Yes. Yeah. When you're talking about taking that long bridge, and then once you get into Manhattan, it's one thing if you're, you know, on the island of Manhattan doing your bicycling. But you know, another thing entirely. Well, how much damage is created by bicycles? Like I thought, part of the toll was you're paying because over time the, no they damage. have to they have to redo everything because right. of all the cars driving over it. But if you're on a bike and pay all the bureaucrats forever and ever and ever. But yes, that is the idea behind the the toll system, and, and certainly no one could argue that a bicycle is going to put any kind of wear and tear on a blacktop. I can't imagine. No. It doesn't have any weight to it. And, you know, you're talking about a car, which is what, one or two tons or something like that? Maybe even more. I mean, certainly when you're talking about 18 wheelers, you're talking about, what, 50,000 pounds or something like yeah, that? Yeah. The, the, the wear and tear comparing a bike to a you know, car just doesn't make any sense. Can you walk across this bridge? 
And do you have to pay a toll for that? I think most bridges have the ability to. What if you just walk your bike? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they're going to try to uh, to charge you that toll. In fact, they're going to, of course, be raising uh, $1.2 billion a year, according to their estimates, uh, by whatever these changes are that they're going to make. And, of course, they also involve automobiles and uh, certain pricing structures there. But that's not really what's relevant to what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about how bicyclists will have to now pay, if this goes through, and it, it certainly might, considering how cash-desperate uh, these cities are today, 50 cents for people who are on a bicycle. Is it even worth having the toll taker take their time out for 50 cents? I mean, when I go through New York City and I don't they know what so, George right? Washington Bridge or something, and it's like it's like 10 bucks to get through Manhattan. Someone was telling me that people at the toll booths make a lot of money. Like, oh, I'm sure. Way more per hour than I make. Yes. I mean, you're talking about a government bureauc- uh, bureaucrat. Sure, they make a lot of money. You have to get uh, you have to pay the toll takers well so they don't shoot themselves as I understand it toll taking can be a fairly high suicide rate business. Yeah, I mean it can't be it can't be a lot of fun to do to take money from people that hate you. <laughs> well, I, I know that a lot of people the Adam Sandler bit where they hassle the toll taker is is pretty funny stuff and um you know, not that I recommend it or anything like that, but it's just you know, it's it's a funny comedy bit and I imagine it's done by more than one person. So they actually do say here that in certain uh, areas they're going to reduce tolls for people in automobiles, but that doesn't affect the folks on bicycles who will now have to pay tolls perhaps for the very first time ever. Does this happen anywhere else? By people on bikes actually being charged tolls for crossing anywhere? Anyone seen that? 855-450-FREE. That's, that's new to me. New to me too. Yep. So you can, uh, of course, talk about whatever's on your mind tonight here. Other crazed city news is Boston, uh, which is apparently going to be banning mosh pits, slam dancing, and hardcore at concerts. Boston. Now? <laughs> this has been going on for 30 years. Examiner.com reporting here, uh, actually Angel Clark, that, uh, let's see, a slam pit or a mosh pit, of course, uh, takes place typically in front of a stage where fans take out their aggression in a form of expression and dance while listening to the music played by some of their favorite bands. The pit is a rough area. People get in the pit, uh, people in the pit get pushed and shoved while they do their own pushing and shoving, and people close to the pit tend to stand at the ready, arms up and legs braced, to push the odd mosher back into the fray. It's well known that you enter the pit at your own risk. However, there are codes in the pit. If someone falls to the ground, everyone around them helps them up. The Generally? environment... What's that? Generally? There are some uh, some exceptions to this rule, like some of the more hardcore uh, metal shows, but generally that is, uh, that is true. And uh, the environment, although it may seem like madness, is relatively controlled, according to Clark. Unfortunately, law enforcement doesn't look beyond the mass of throbbing bodies. In the city of Boston, they're cracking down on the pits, where police recently cited a city club for allowing violent mosh pit dancing and vowed a crackdown on what they call the dangerous behavior and a public safety hazard. Are they also going to stop people from, uh, you know, wrestling in high school? Because that mean, could be pretty dangerous. Uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, wrestling or just kids really having dangerous. fun? Wrestling, yeah, any kind of Horse wrestling. Play. All of the above. I mean, any kind of grappling with another human being could, in theory, really do some damage to sure you. Sure could. So, uh, so we're going to ban that, too. How about we ban people from boxing, too? Let's, uh, let's just stop everybody from doing any form of uh, you know, violent-style fun. Because <laughs> some people consider this a blast. For me, it ain't my place, but like somebody like Pete Ayer, who's a total metalhead and uh, you know jacked up dude, he's the kind of guy he's you're going to see. He's safe in a mosh pit, I think. Pete, yeah, Pete's <laughs> going to be fine in uh, in a mosh pit. Where, in, I, indeed, you know there are a lot of people in government that just want to be the fun police. There's no doubt about true. it. 
The Boston Herald reports the police cited the House of Blues for a license violation because of a mosh pit that broke out uh, on a February 21st show. Police say 60 concertgoers engaged in slam dancing. They say the dance violated safety rules. And the club was cited because security did not intervene. The club has agreed to put up signs that say, at this point, mosh pits are banned. Now, so is it just signs, or do they have to enforce this by intervening now? Well, wait, uh, do, does the club have to enforce it? I, right. I, I would imagine if they want to avoid further uh, fines from the city and possible points against some sort of a license, it doesn't say if it's their liquor license or if it's just their occupancy permit or what they're coming after here, but one of those licenses gets pulled and they're out of business. Yeah, I'll t- I tell you, when I was a kid, we would participate in slam dancing. I had no idea why some of the club um, club owners or whatever would send out security to stand in the middle of the mosh pit. I'm like, God, what a bunch of you know, jerks. I mean, why would they do that? But now this makes perfectly good sense thinking about it. The government is ready to probably pull their license. You don't have a slam dancing license. Well, and how far are we away from the old no dancing at all? Uh, it used to be you had to have a cabaret permit in some places like New York City, and I believe it still exists where you can't have dancing, just regular dancing in your establishment if you haven't asked government permission first. Oh, I'm sure that's true. Toll-free number here is 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, slam dancing and mosh pits are completely consensual behaviors. You don't get out in one of those unless you know, you know unless you want to get pushed around. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts are welcome on whatever's on your mind. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Once again, toll-free number 855-453. You can talk about, uh, we were t- discussing childhood. What does it mean? Def- can you define childhood? That was a question from earlier. Or we've been talking about tolls for bicyclists in New York City. The city of Boston apparently cracking down now on mosh pits. Fining club owners and possibly putting points on licenses over this, mandating that the House of Blues put up a, an illuminated sign. So it's illuminated got, sign. Yeah, you've got to have a real like pieces of paper with uh, words written on them. Not good enough. You have to have some sort of uh, neon sign or a backlit sign uh, for people to know that there's no moshing. What if you've had quotation happen. marks around it? Around the whole no thing. No moshing quota- in quotations. I don't know. I don't know how uh, offensive these regulations are and, and how easily offended the regulators. But it sounds well, to me like Boston is not a very fun place. They're not going to get away. Either way, they'll still pull their license if they allow right. any kind of uh, moshing, break, slam dancing, or um, you know skanking or whatever else they people want to <laughs> call it. Uh, I'm afraid that's what it used to be called uh, 30 years ago. Skanking? <laughs> yeah, afraid so. Well, the th- whole point of this type of dancing is to be anti uh 
anti the man, I guess, or to be, I don't know what the word, but defiance and all that. You uh, think? I thought it was just to uh, push people around. Well, the I, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be about defiance, at least punk rock. I no? couldn't tell you what's behind it. Um, Mark, you were a punk. Uh, yeah, you're, you're supposed to be a punk rocker. Uh, I was a punk rocker when I was in school tw- more than 20 years ago. That's that's a true statement. But, um, I mean, was was that what moshing was about to you? I think it was just young men getting out aggression. That's what I think. Yeah, that's, okay. that's what that's what the metal genre in a lot of ways is is about. I thought but, it was meaningful. Sorry. I, I would say <laughs> that, uh, that that there was some underlying current of uh, you know stick it to the man um, in the the you know in punk rock, but. I don't know that uh, I don't know that everybody was so cerebral about it. Hmm. Toll free number here tonight eight five five four fifty free. Right to your phone calls. We go to Ken listening in California. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Ali, and Mark. Well, hello, Ian, Ali, and Mark. Hi, uh, Ken. Hope you're having a good evening. Indeed, um, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, you guys were you guys were speaking of uh, you know new rules, regulations, codifications, and fees for bicyclists and everything. Uh, you may recall, like, about a month or so ago, I called you from the middle of a desert out here, the poorest county in California, where they shut down a music event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, well, fortunately, they've allowed it to continue on uh, its scheduled nights, Saturday nights. The The reason they shut the thing down was apparently because it was advertised on the Internet. So if you're planning on having an event, even if it's free and nobody's making any money, just don't tell anybody about it. Yeah, right. The reason they shut it down was because it was advertised on the internet. Well, yeah, they they the bureaucrats had the assumption that there was going to be like a ton boatload of people from the city of Los Angeles, and essentially what it was was three independent bands, some of their fans, and some independent camera guys doing a music video uh, with these guys so going they were, playing so music. Just to be clear, they were upset because they expected it to be, or the city people expected it to be larger than it was, and that's they got all scared preemptively and shut it down, is what you're saying? Exactly. They the, the day they came out, they were threatening that if anybody, any musician, even picked up an instrument, they were going to arrest them. Mm-mm. Yeah, there you it know, goes. I mean, that's, it's ludicrous. It's stupid. Welcome to America, comrade. Show yep. your papers yep. to the next checkpoint. And people, people don't believe it's a police state. You know, if any musician so oh, much yeah. as picks up an instrument. I mean, this is the theme of a movie. And you know who the bad guys are, right? The musicians? Yeah, the government. <laughs> Kidding. Hey, uh, Ken, thanks for the sharing that. Anything else on your mind tonight? Uh, no, keep up the good work, guys, and keep bringing in those stations. You need to wake more people up. That's Appreciate all I can hearing say. from you, Ken. Well, you can always call your all local right. talk okay. stations and uh, suggest free talk live to them if you have not yet done so, and I thank you for the call. 855-450-FREE. If you don't get free talk live in your local talk radio station, then give them a call and tell them that uh, you would like to hear some free talk live. You have uh, at local, is it localfaq.freetalklive.com? Yeah, right. You have uh, sort of a system that helps people and that really, really want to do this, um, you know, to it contact makes a people. Difference. You call these guys, you tell them something positive that's useful is it all guys yeah the program directors in radio do tend to be male guys isn't uh specifically male it's generally not you're correct uh but generally not it is an observation yeah you can call guy a group of people guys hey guys it's rare that you would call a group of all women guys but it's possible that you could i think i see don't you agree? Do you agree? I think that uh, you know the English language. It's true that uh, the the male gender is used for the uh, for uh, groups including males and females. Right. So you uh, you guys would be guys because that's okay. Right. I'm personally not offended by it, and I get tired of having to to watch or read he slash she. Just mm. use the male tense. I'm not going to be offended. 
Well, I think that uh, some some people are. It's more important to some than others. Let's go to Darby, listening in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live, Darby, with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Darby, How you guys doing first hey. time listener, actually. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Very, very interesting intro that you should be talking about. Uh, was it program managers? Program directors of uh, was, talk radio stations. Program directors. Yeah, sure. Yeah, actually, I was just on the line with uh, John today. At GCN, I'm I'm Harmon's the last name, isn't it? Uh, you're talking about the program director of the network that we're on, the, the Genesis Communications that is uh, network. Yeah, that that's is correct. correct. Yeah, yeah. I actually tried to get into talk with Alex Jones today. I don't know if you guys have listened to the show, and I, I don't mean to what show the show on your show. Which, what show are you referring uh, to? That aired today, actually. Which which show? There, you're, you're talking about the Genesis Communications the Network. Show. There are the Alex Jones show. Okay, I got you. No, okay. I don't have time yeah. to listen to uh, really any other talk shows beyond what I uh, hear when oh, okay. I wake up in the morning. No, I completely understand. Yeah. That's fine. I just so what did you uh, want to talk about tonight? I can talk about just about anything. Actually, I made an online movie called Missing Links. I don't know if anybody's familiar with it, but I've gone far beyond that, and I somewhat apologize for my co-creators. So you're language. you're an actor, is what you're saying? So, uh, no, uh, it's on a movie. It's, uh, it has to deal with, I mean, for a little while, I didn't know if you guys were going to talk about some of the things that I wanted to talk about. Then you started talking about a police state and I felt like, okay, if these guys will want to talk about these types of issues. Okay. Well, I don't even know what issues you're talking about them. right now. You haven't really brought anything up besides program directors. Well, a little and, bit of everything in the movie. For example, today, if anybody out there listened to the Alex Jones, Jones show, God, please don't mention again. somebody else's show well, on my cares, show Mark? again. Okay, you can mention the show. It's just, uh, it just sounds uh, desperate. Okay, that's no all. problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. They, Mark, they, you can't prohibit somebody. I'm not from... prohibiting him from doing anything. But the people who are listening to this show, Alex Jones gotcha. is on a bunch of I'll, radio I'll stations that this show is not on. So when he's trying to reference, right. I mean, yeah, like the one place that he listens. Okay. Yes, Free Talk Live is on the same place as Alex Jones. But Free Talk Live is on more than 100 radio stations across the country. Right. And a lot of them well, Alex Jones isn't on. So whatever you're referencing that was going on in the Alex Jones show, the people don't have a right. reference it's, for it. it. So like, you're going to have to say whatever you're going to say about it. Right. It sounds like name dropping, okay. really. So no. go, go ahead okay. with what you sure. want to talk about. I get out my, okay. He talked, okay. Today, there's an 1850s document about a religious cult based on UFOs. And it was brought up today on that particular show. I won't mention any more. And... I have some information in relation to that. So, a, a, a UFO cult? There's uh, a document yeah, from the like 1850s? Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, so what's your information? What, what do the aliens look like? Uh, well, they actually believe they're the descendants of the Anunnaki, certain elites <laughs> that control the world and the country. Well, what do they look like? <laughs> What do they look like? I couldn't necessarily tell you what they look because like. Because prior but, to... I mean, they're, supposed to be, they're supposed to be giants and, and this and that, but... Giants, uh, okay. Prior to Close Encounters of the Third Kind, most aliens were bugs and robots. And I'm just wondering what, before they came up with the idea of robots, you know, what did people consider aliens to have looked like? And uh, so you're certain that they're they talking like, about people from outer space? I mean, this, this is a relatively new phenomenon that people they, yeah. were talking about those kind of things. They look... Yeah, they look... Some of them look very similar to us. Supposedly, the theory is that they're all bipedal, you know, two arms, two legs. So I don't think they're... So tell me what your information made. is. You said you have information about this? Sure. Um, that we've been contacted. If you were to look into crop circles, we've been contacted by entities that actually care about us and know that, yes, this is a police state and we're horribly all somewhat deceived. 
They've got faster and, than light drive, and they're worried about well, just um, no. If you were giving to, us if, advice, if you, to, if, if you were to Google under video crop circles decoded, you'll actually see a crop circle that appeared from 2001 to 2002. So, Darby, is this what your movie is about? The of a typical gr- is this, is this? No, 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 no. Missing links. Some people might know it. It, it dealt more with uh, 9/11 and the. Okay. Yet, yet another conspiracy. Did, movie. Did, did 9/11 have anything well, to do yeah, with the, uh, the, the aliens? The Zionist hands. And, oh boy! That were involved hey, thanks for the call tonight. Sorry, yeah, appreciate it. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Yeah, you really can bring up whatever you want if you can get to the point. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. No one said you had to be coherent. Call this show. It's Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can bring up absolutely anything you want as we launch here into the second hour of the program. And in case you just missed it, the end of the first hour, we had someone call in who said that it was his first time listening. Now, normally when someone calls in on their first time listening... It's a catastrophe. It can... Well, I don't want to say normally. It's a catastrophe. It can be an absolute train wreck in that the person doesn't, and I mean more for that the person than for anything else, because usually someone calling for the first time doesn't really know what they're getting into. And that's fine. I mean, we'll take any call from uh, from anybody here pretty much at 855-450-FREE, and sometimes it can be fun to hear people not know what they're getting into. But in some cases, it can be, I think, kind of sad. And uh, this was one of those calls because it was somebody who was who thought he was calling like a community of radio shows. And let me see if I can explain how this uh, this comes about. So the Genesis Communications Network is our syndicate. Uh, Every uh, talk show that you hear uh, on the air on talk radio has uh, likely has a syndicate behind it, unless it's a local talk show originating from your local talk radio station. Right. So Rush Limbaugh's syndicates, Premier Radio Networks, and Glenn Beck, and all these people have syndicates behind them. There are a few that don't, but yeah. Right. Uh, Some are self-syndicated in that they're buying their own satellite time, etc. So then you've got uh, Genesis Communications Network, or GCN, had for a long time kind of been in the realm of the conspiracy theory kind of 
the conspiracy theory network basically you know they have they had alex jones and a number of other shows that were of that same lesser sort of or greater genre the, yeah and conspiracy theories free talk live came along and got syndicated by genesis communications network and we were we were not a conspiracy show and nor are we a conspiracy show you can call about your conspiracy theory and we'll Probably pick it apart right. and asks tough questions and stuff and like that. Genesis was intending to sort of break out of that uh, box that they were in and uh, Free Talk Live. And we helped them the do first. that to some extent. And now they have lots of, uh, you know, several great shows. They have a lot more uh, kind of mainstream. And Alex Jones, shows. huge show. I mean, no one can say anything. The guy's incredible. He's got way more listeners than we do. I mean, conspiracy theory radio is, is way more popular than uh, radio of a liberty oriented mindset. Period. At the very least, the guy's a good broadcaster. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for what Alex Jones has uh, has accomplished with his career. But what I wanted to explain was how this call came about that we had in the last hour by this guy that was completely blindsided. He didn't know what he was getting into. And that's because in a lot of places, if you go online, for instance, and you find these conspiracy shows, they all kind of hang out in the same neighborhood, so to speak. They're all on the same networks. There's a, there's a handful the same of stuff. There's a handful of different networks out there. Like LRN.FM is my little network that I put together with a bunch of liberty-oriented shows. And I specifically did not want anything that was conspiracy-oriented on my network because I don't want to – you know. But that, you can pretty much talk to the same hosts about the same thing and they've got the same answers to the same problems, right? The LRN.FM is a is an ideologically based network, and right. that it's a With very similar ideas. Correct. It's a we're not going to take somebody who is not liberty oriented and put them on the air. Right. The, the ideology point. happens to be consistent. So. Right. And of course, in in uh, talk radio, in the the actual broadcast radio business, they say that ideology is a bad thing. It's bad to uh, program one particular radio station to one particular ideology. I don't know if I believe that's bad or not. I think what matters is whether or not you can sell ads on the station to make money, and I've never tried to do that. Yep. Uh, and I don't try to make money on my uh, network at lrn.fm. We don't. It's just there, and it's it's a service for people, and they can use it to their heart's extent. And and some people really like it. Content. Right. And that's one of the things we can do with uh, with the internet. Right. You can have things that are programmed to niche. Yes. Um, marketplaces. And then if a radio station decides they like a show on on my network or on L, on uh, Genesis's network, they can take a show. So. Like you were saying, Mark, most stations take Free Talk Live and may not take anything else from Genesis. Or maybe they'll take a couple of their weekend shows or whatever. They'll pick and choose. They're not going to come in. And That's what a network does. Right. They're not going to take the whole network uh, smorgasbord. So Necessarily. Uh, it's very rare that a station will do something like that. And so what you end up having is people who are listening to the network online. This is their thing. They're into the, you know, maybe some of the other shows that they hear on the network. All of a sudden they come across Free There's Talk Live. There's several online networks of uh, sort of the conspiracy-oriented shows. Right. I mean, Genesis is the top of that uh, the heap, but there are others out there that are, you know, maybe Genesis isn't ludicrous enough for them. <laughs> no, absolutely true. In fact, Genesis, I would say, as you said, Mark, has uh, traveled more toward the mainstream. They've right. got shows like John and Jeff on Overnights, America Tonight, uh, and others. Oh, shoot. What's that new one that they just got, got in? Doug Steffen in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And these are these are mainstream uh, shows. And Jason also Lewis. Jason Lewis is yep. uh, is one of their other channels. He c- kind of competes with us. Uh, but again, you know, these are other products that are not coming from that conspiracy perspective. But all that said, still some of those shows are, are out and about. And when somebody's listening to one of those networks, they they think that, well, everybody know everybody must be like me. I, you know, the hosts on the networks must know who else who else is on the networks. Genesis has four channels that they program 24-7. Right, meaning that there I are four hosts broadcasting at any, at any given, given time. time. Now, they've there certainly are some studios. recordings, but mostly it's not. They've got different studios and more, multiple you know, staff and board ops in there. It's a big operation. 
And so for me to even know what a fraction of those shows are, I don't, I don't have any idea. I really don't have any idea who is before us on the, uh, the Genesis Communications <laughs> Network. And I don't need to know. And my stations don't need to know. It's, it's completely irrelevant, and it's, it doesn't matter to somebody listening in Tupelo tonight. It doesn't matter. So, but this guy doesn't know that. He's sitting there listening to his internet stream, which is coming from Genesis Communications Network. He's been listening to Alex Jones in the you know, morning, in the afternoon, and then whatever came after that, and then so on and so forth. Now he's on Free Talk Live. First time he's ever listened this long. First time he's ever heard the show. I'm going to call and talk about crop circles which came up earlier today on this other show and you know think that the hosts are going to be able to relate to me and i'm sorry but none of us here are really on board that train yeah i don't know much about crop maybe circles. you guys sound like you didn't really know about it so he's like let me inform them maybe so but then he ended up going off into the world of zionism at the very end of his call which shows and, up to me as one of those code words yeah so like Zionism means something. So he was it, talking about aliens being here already and making mm-hmm. contact. And I, I love it when they mix uh, Zionism and aliens. That really always comes out with something good. But uh, Zionism is a form of nationalism of Jews and Jewish culture that uh, supports a Jewish nation state in a territory defined as the land of Israel. And Zionism supports Jews upholding their Jewish identity and opposes the assimilation of Jews into other societies and advocates for the return of the Jews thing? to it, it is okay to Israel as a means for Jews to be liberated from anti-Semitic discrimination, uh, exclusion, and persecution that has occurred in other societies. So I'm against Zionism as per this definition. I don't think that people coming together in order to uh, you know, create a nation state, especially a nation state that's relatively new and it's you know, the, the property disputes are what the property disputes are. And you know, it's not like I'm going to say that they're you know, good or bad or indifferent, but you know, it just doesn't this – I mean, come on. Doesn't this smack of, uh, of bigotry? If I were to say, well, I want to get people of my ethnicity all gathered together and exclude oh, others. absolutely. Yeah, this is bigotry. But there's another meaning to the word Zionism, which is I hate those stinking Jews. That's what it can be used as a code word for. And I get very, very – because usually people who are against Zionism, like I am, don't use the term Zionism. That's not what it means at all. They just say – Well, you're saying you're against separatism is what you're saying. I'm against separatism. So you'd be against against white separatists too I'm against separatism of of all sorts. And I'm against the idea that, uh, you know, some nation – you know. uh, what, what Israel is doing to the Palestinians. It seems very aggressive to me. Well, I'm, I'm against the idea. I, I get what you're saying when you say you're against separatism. I'm against the idea of separatism, but I'm for their right to go off and do their little separation. Please, please actually, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, that's fine with me. I'd rather have you those see what happens when they do. Take a look. There are, there are Arab citizens of the nation of Israel, and these people are truly treated as second-class citizens from the government at every level. Well, obviously, it's you're against you're against aggression on people based on anything, including race. But the people getting together and stuff is not immoral. Yeah, you know, I just know what happens when people get together based on some silly reason, like uh, you know. I'd rather not race have them. or culture. Well, or whatever. what if? What if? Uh, by the way, what about the Free State Project? We're getting together for liberty. What's wrong with that? It's an ideal, uh, ideological idea, and we'll see if it works out. But um, <laughs> when you're talking about, like, for instance, the Ethiopian Jews, they uh, the Jews took them in, and I think it was the 80s or something like that. They've systemically, uh, you know, uh, pre- been prejudiced against them and and all kinds of things. I mean, it's not even Judaism. Therefore, it's their form of Judaism. Eight five five four fifty three. The Sakel CAI toll free line. You can. Take Take control here. It's Free Talk Live. 
age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site. So head on over there and enjoy them on us. we got archives that go all the way back to late 2006, and they're free, of course, at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live, I'd uh, like to offer you the chance to get your hands on some gold and silver. Yeah, go to gold.freetalklive.com. When you do buy your gold and silver from gold.freetalklive, you help Free Talk Live. You're going to get some of the best rates available on, uh, you know, from any of the gold purveyors on the internet, likely. Uh, you'll certainly, comparison shop, never a bad idea, but uh, we believe we've got some of the best prices at gold.freetalklive.com. All right, as we continue here, John is listening in northern Minnesota to WNMT. Hello, John. You're on Free Talk Live. I, I like what you guys are talking about tonight. Thank but, you, sir. Uh, I was wondering, uh, I'm trying to uh, find out where I can send some money into Ron Paul. I know you guys are probably have his uh, address or website or whatever. Sure, it's ronpaul2012.com. In fact, I think they're doing a money bomb today, as a matter of fact. Oh, 2012? ronpaul2012.com. Okay. And somebody said something about his website, I mean, his uh Facebook is building up, or what? 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 What's that address there? I don't know. You probably just I don't think you can give Ron money Paul. through his Facebook. Well, well I mean, you think he was just asking about his okay. Facebook to try to find it. Uh, I would just search for Ron Paul. There are probably going to be a, a handful of them that will come up, uh, and then just go with which, whichever one has the most likes. That will likely be the official Ron Paul Facebook. That would be my guess. And or oh. maybe try to find it on. Yeah, there it is, right there at the top of his own website. Okay. So there's a little F link for uh, for Ron Paul there. So uh, you're pretty excited about the Ron Paul campaign? Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, uh, I was for him last time, but uh, he he uh, he sure stirring the pot as far as uh, bringing up some ideas that people can't just deny that they need to follow those ideas. You know. Absolutely, and I think Ron Paul's doing a great job of communicating those ideas out there to uh, to everybody that's at least paying attention. Uh, one thing's for sure, whether you agree with Ron Paul or not, you can't deny that he's consistent, and at least you can understand what he's saying. And as many people have said, he doesn't come off as a liar. And uh, I thank you, John. Anything else you want to comment on? A, he's keeping a cool head about it, too. He's not, not arguing with people and getting into frivolous thing. Yeah, no not throwing pearls before swine. He's Absolutely. a cool guy. Thanks, John, for the call. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ron Paul is totally cool. <laughs> you know, I, I consider think... him my grandpa because I never... All, my grand, actual grandfather's died before Oh, I was born, so I always considered Ron Paul my grandfather. Did you get to meet him in person, Ron Paul? Ever? No. Oh, <laughs> Unfortunately, but no, I did see him in person, but I didn't get to meet him. I was foolish and was doing other things instead. 
So uh, Ron Paul campaign, of course. Uh, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything recently about it besides the fact that he's just not doing very well? In he the won uh, Virgin Islands, which, of course, uh, you know, the, everybody was saying that he had to get a major uh, win and he won Virgin Islands. Of course, no one would say anything about it. So there you go. The Virgin Islands. Mark, didn't you at one time want to go and do like a free state project? American Samoa Island? has a population of about 60,000, uh, 20,000, a third of which uh, work for the government, by the way, yeah. but uh, has a population of uh, 60,000. So you really wouldn't have to get, if you had 1,000 people move there, you'd probably have some major effect. Yeah, but uh, Keene's got a population of 23,000. So 1,000 yes, people would have way more of an effect here. Yeah, but you're talking about one city, which has no power when it comes to a uh, governmental That's not situation. necessarily true. You could hire your own police chief, and then they could stop enforcing the war on drugs. Oh, God, the war on drugs. If you care about the war on drugs, move to California. I don't know why the hell you'd come to Keene, Why New would Hampshire. you want to go to California? Because uh, marijuana is legal there. Yeah, but that doesn't mean much of anything. I mean, there are still the feds are cracking down. Los Angeles has just created uh, severe regulations that prevent You set the premises of the opening. argument. And I'm telling I'm just you, giving you an example of how a thousand people can make a bigger difference in a place where there's less population. Uh, plus, you could even uh, you move a thousand people into uh, Concord and those people could take over. One the thing state we've house. seen with the Free State Project is that a thousand people um, is, you know, it, it, it's effective in changing in the politics. Million. What's that? I mean, it, we yeah. have there's one point four million people in New Hampshire and a thousand people has made a pretty big splash because most people aren't activists. Most people don't don't pay any attention to what goes on around them. Uh, and of those that do, they're not going to put the same level of effort in as somebody who is a dedicated activist who moved here for the purpose of uh, being active. So you get a thousand of those people coming here, and I have to say that the thousand is going to be a range. Like you're only going to have some of the thousand that are really, really active, and then some of them are not going to be that active, etc. Sure. But uh, but the more thousands you can move, the better off you're going to be, and that's of course the point of the Free State Project at freestateproject.org, which is where you can go to learn more about what so it is we're discussing. If it's worked, uh, if a thousand have worked with um, you know 1.4 million, then just think how much more it would work with 60,000. Was my idea. Oh, and by the way, I think it's worth pointing out that I. Isn't it true that Ron Paul had the the best results of all the primaries thus far in New Hampshire? I thought it was the early ones. I couldn't say for certain. No one knows? I don't – I haven't researched it. No. Well, I think it's true. I think that recently he's been getting like 5 to 10 percent in different uh, primaries, and here he got 23 percent. In New Hampshire, that's in the uh, the primaries. He's been getting lots of delegates, where you know, th- sort of under the table. But he, you know, he won in Virgin Islands. Of course, you're not going to hear about it on the news. Toll free number here tonight eight five five four fifty three. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And of course, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. And if there's anything that's exciting about the Ron Paul campaign, I'd love to hear about it. I did see that he was on the Tonight Show this week. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, again, right? So he it's was on third his appearance. third time. Oh, I didn't realize not that. this not this uh, run. He had one in two thousand eight. Right. Okay. I mean, this this, this run he was on a couple months ago, and that was a great appearance. And this time they had him on not quite for as long as uh, as he was on the well, last he was on time. the whole show the last time he was on all, yeah pretty much the entire show last time this yeah time Jay Leno was, cannot go and put a candidate on for the whole show and uh, over and over again that would be uh, but he did have him on for two full segments this time so it was still a good interview yeah. and Ron Paul got to you know got to kind of show himself as a as a fun guy as a fit guy they showed a picture of Ron Paul in the pool like showing how uh, how fit he was and then wow. they showed a picture of Rick Santorum lying. By by a pool and he was really kind of fat looking 
I and, bet he is budgy. <laughs> yep, he totally was. Around the middle. And uh, Exactly, yeah. So that was entertaining. They had like a video, video of Ron Paul uh, with his head superimposed over some karate guy in like a Hong Kong action fo- film. And it was they really were having a good time with Ron Paul. And Ron, of course, had a great time and got to answer some serious questions. And, of course, knocked him out of the park. He did a, did a great job. Yeah, he certainly gives uh, you know, septuagenarians a good name when they run for office. They always try to make him seem like he's all doom and gloom when he's talking about the actual state of things. But if you if you don't treat him like he's your enemy, then he actually turns out to be kind like a really nice guy. So when they, people have him on the news, I wish they would lighten up a little bit sometimes and realize that he has a great character. Absolutely, and I think that shine. I think that shines through when he's on the uh, the Jay Leno show. He's not being attacked in any way, shape, or form. I think Jay has uh, Jay Leno has asked him some good questions, some challenging questions, but he's never been in your face or or mean about it with Ron. Well, you know, politics is threatening to people. When it comes down to it, it's it's a threatening thing. Uh, people in journalism, journalists often have an agenda. That's why they got into journalism, and they think that the government can solve problems, and Ron Paul doesn't. So, therefore, he's the enemy of the right and the left. Toll-free number here tonight. Plenty of time for your thoughts, your calls, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line coming up. Allie's going to tell us about a minimum price that may be set for alcohol. We'll explain what and where that's all about. Also, we'll take your calls about anything that's on your mind. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And this is Free Talk Live, 1-855-450-3733. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here for you to take control of the airwaves, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, of course, you can join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that await you there. Uh, We give them to you. Unlike a lot of those talk show hosts that want to charge you for accessing their sites, you can go to freetalklive.com and enjoy it for free. Thanks to great folks like Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. That's right. Jason Osborne is uh, one of the principals there at SACL CAI. He's a big supporter of the ideas of liberty. And uh, you can support Free Talk Live by supporting its advertisers, among them, SACL CAI. You can do business with, uh, with folks that do business with Free Talk Live, and it's, it's, you know, it's very helpful. It makes uh, advertisers want to come on board. SACL's been on board for a very long time. They do accounts receivable. So if you've got a business and you know, the task of uh, collections has become somewhat vexing for you, SACL CAI can do it, and they can do it in a fashion that uh, retains your clients. They're respectful to them. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right. Still to come here tonight, a minimum price to be set for alcohol. We'll tell you more about that. Uh, Tim, first, though, listening in Maine to WVGP and Presque Isle. Hey, Tim. Hey, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. I really like the show. Thanks. All right. Um, this is uh, – I wanted to talk to you about um, an occurrence um, that I've been dealing with for like the past three years. Um, I used to live in Texas, and uh, I was pulled over one night um, 
and um, I was given a ticket for uh, not having my insurance, uh, proof of insurance, and not having my license. Um, To keep the story moving along, I had both at the time. I just didn't have evidence with them of either on me. I'm a business guy. I travel a lot, and I failed to um, go to court and to get it settled. And so Mm. an an arrest warrant was issued, and um, so I, you know, literally traveled the world and just, I I went in and said to to the window and said, what do I have to do to get out of this? Opened up the checkbook, paid a hefty, hefty fine for each, and then walked away thinking everything was done. What could go wrong? Yeah. Well, then these letters have started to um, appear in the mail from a a company called MSB. Um, And it is a company that uh, charges a surcharge for each of those violations. Um, And for each Mm -hmm. one, it's $268. And um, hold on a second. What does MSD stand for? Um, maybe one of your guys, I'm at home and I don't have internet, but can, can search it like MSP surcharge, Texas or, or something like this. But so wait, this is Texas, have, not Maine. I'm sorry. You were calling from right. Maine. So I must've missed it. Up when yeah, you yeah, was Texas. From Maine, but th- this happened in Texas okay. and, and so they have the authority. If you don't pay this surcharge and trust me, I've called them on the phone. I've called, I, I tried to. Um, work it, work through it with my congressman just to try to get somebody to, every time I've called them on the phone, I've, my question is, how can this be legal? How, how can, you know, and, and their response is Texas, you know, passed a law that allows them to do this. And, and they're, you know, they're very, you know, they're, they're very guarded. They don't try to defend it or anything like that. So but, let me see if I've um, got this straight before you go on, Tim. You're saying you got the, you know, this, this traffic uh, citation situation where you didn't have, you didn't have stuff on you. You ended right. up missing out on uh, paying this. They put an arrest warrant out for you. You went, you paid what you thought was to pay this off. But later, this MSD organization. B. MSB is in boy? Yes. Yes, MSB, yes. MSD is in doctor or B is in boy? B, B is in boy. Got it. A private yeah, corporation. Right. It is a private corporation. That's what it says. What does it stand for? Right. It doesn't say. So, right. So you paid off the government. But not this private corporation, and now they're saying you owe them two hundred something dollars per violation. Per, yeah, per violation per quarter, per and quarter. I've been doing this since two thousand eight, and I'm now now I just got the last. You, you know, every time I get these bills in the mail, and trust me, I've I you know it was it, it was like I paid the first ones. I called them. I couldn't believe it. I, you know, I, I ranted and raved and, and, and then just said, okay, I'll pay it. And then, you know, while I was traveling, my wife said, Hey, you've got more things from this MSB thing. And I said, don't, you know, don't worry about it. I paid them. And then, and then my license actually got suspended and I had to go through an entire hassle to, to get it back and, and then paid them again. And then, and then right when I thought it was done, 
another one came the next quarter. So I called them, and they said, no, you're, you know, it, it was like a bad dream un, un, unfurling. They were like, no, you're going to have to pay these for the next three years. You so, know, for, what? For this. So for not having on you, you're a proof of a, a license and identification. Well, no, it's not for, for having it. on me. I was, I was guilty. I mean, I pled guilty. To what? So as far as they were concerned, it would be like, they said it's for like a DWI or for no proof of insurance. I had insurance at the time. I had my license, but that... Wait a minute. Point of clarification, Tim. Are they coming at this MSB? Are they coming after you because you didn't pay the original ticket? Like, if you'd paid the original... No, I paid the original ticket. I I thought you forgot to pay it for a while, and then you went and paid it. Right, and then I, so I went into the courts and I settled it with them. But wait, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to what I'm trying to follow is like, had you not forgotten about that and not been late, and they'd not issued the arrest warrant for you, let's say that you just went ahead and paid it right out the gate and not forgotten, uh, would MSB have been brought in in that case? Yes, I believe they would have. If I let's say, I mean, first off, it's really inconsequential about whether or not I had my license, or it's just a matter of pride that I'm telling you that I did and I did have mm-hmm. insurance. But it's really that's inconsequential to the story. What matters is that I was guilty of these violations. Of as far as the state is concerned, I didn't have my license and I didn't have my insurance, and I was operating these vehicles without it. So I, therefore, um, had a fine that I had to pay, and it was a hefty one, and I paid it. But you paid it after they issued an arrest warrant for you. Yeah. Right. I, I, I guess so here's what I'm here's what I'm going to suggest happened. Uh, now I don't think it's right what they've done to you here, especially if these people have, have uh, you know fined you extra above and beyond what the original fine was that was sent to them. But MSB, if I'm not mistaken, here is Municerve.com. It is uh, founded in 1991. The Municipal Services Bureau offers outsourced collections, payment processing, and call center services to governmental entities nationwide. We empower blah, blah, blah going on. We Uh, empower tyranny. Yeah. But uh, by the way, on Facebook, they only have 12 likes. Right. so I think that what that's because Facebook doesn't it only has the the, the, the thumbs up it doesn't right. have the middle finger up. So I think what happened was is that you got this uh, this ticket and you spaced on it and they sent it to collections and then they probably have some sort of statutes that allow these collections people to just totally whole hog just oh, trash okay. on you. I mean what okay. what have you well, paid to MSB? You know, what was the amount that you paid for the ticket and what have you paid to MSB thus far? Okay, well I'm gonna I'm I'm. I'm gonna use some 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 really big round numbers, and trust me, I have no reason to exaggerate okay, or anything just like throw, this. Throw them out. I, I I actually think that the the original the, the the fine that I had to go pay was was somewhere around a thousand dollars by the time it could have been even twelve hundred. And but what have was, you paid to MSB thus far? Okay, that's where it gets really ridiculous. It's been it sounds ridiculous. Six, $600 a quarter Whoa. since 2008. God, so, are you serious? Uh, so three, three, it's it's criminal. three years at six times. It's $1,800 a year for three years. And you're not even in Texas right now. What would happen if you stopped paying MSB? They canceled his license. They would suspend my license. It would be suspend. Trust me, I went through. Wow. I came to Maine. And 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 it, it it was suspended. So that is the, insanity. The, the, still, the, the part the part that still really chaps me is that I 
I hate that the government and I had uh, had something that needed to be settled between us. I settled it. Right. Well, uh, surprise, surprise. Um, the government gets to impose whatever rules they want to on you, and if you don't like it, well, too bad. That's how uh, they feel. They're, they're this is absolutely criminal. I mean, I, I've never that's heard what this they do, before. Mark. They're criminals. God, they and are. They're, and they're desperate that, for cash, it, it, too. In fact, if you look at MSB's well, website... It actually makes me feel a whole heck of a lot better. Your your theory does smack true. Tim, through thank that. you for the call, man. I'm glad you shared your story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Look at the front of their website. It says, "How long is your road to revenue recovery?" They're they're ad- advertising that to governments. Oh yeah, Free Talk right. Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. A number brought to you by SACL CAI. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. Allie. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. Lots of features await you there. We've got our webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact because the chat room's built into the same page at cam.freetalklive.com. Once again, cam.freetalklive.com. We'll take you there. And it's all free, of course. So we were just talking with somebody. We'll get right back into your calls that the folks are holding here. But uh, just wanted to give a little more information about the last guy that we were on the phone with, Tim, out of Maine. He was talking about a situation in Texas that he'd gotten in with not having uh, what was it, his license and registration with him while he was while he was driving. Got the ticket for it, spaced out. He had license and registration at the time, just didn't have the documentation with him. He spaced on it. He didn't go to court. He didn't go and pay it. So they issued some sort of, you know, after the fact, fine, hey, arrest warrant. You haven't come to court. Now we're going to arrest you. Okay, he didn't want to be arrested and go through all that. So he paid off some huge fine to make it what he thought go away. And then he started getting letters in the mail from MSB, which is a private corporation that, according to its website, Municerv.com, M-U-N-I-S-E-R-V, Municerv.com, does collections for governments. And right there on the front of their website is uh, it's their advertisement at the top, uh, their teaser, how long is your road to revenue recovery? They're asking that of like government city managers and, you know, police departments and things like that. The idea being that the economy is so tough right now for governments and what are you going to do to get back to where the the glory days where you yeah. had just money rolling in like Uncle Scrooge diving through the money as, what, as if they're not take? parasites uh, you know sucking the last bit of uh, money that um, individuals have but in fact that they're you know really actually viable organizations that uh, you know provide important stuff i'm not saying they don't provide important stuff but they provide it at rates that are just incredibly high and inefficient i don't want anyone to do what these people are doing to the, these folks in texas and who knows where else because this company says that they work with uh something like oh i don't know 23 states 450 jurisdictions well, they're right in austin msb is everywhere and yes they're right in the, te- the capital of texas and so basically this company is likely going to go in to uh, a government uh, office and they're going to present to them a, a pitch 
And they're going to say to him, hey, you get all these outstanding accounts. We'll take care of this for you. But you can help us by passing some laws that makes it uh, makes it so we have the force of the government behind us. We're not just any old collections agency trying to call and talk somebody into paying. We're going to be able to assess extra fines and we're going to have more power than any other collections agency right. because we work with governments. And so uh, the board operator here, I think it's Charles, he uh, sent over a link uh, from the Texas Department of Safety website, where they talk about surcharges. Now, surcharges are things that uh, the Texas government adds on to your fine. So they're already fining you for the so-called violation or offense. That's already uh, however many hundreds of dollars. So give it and, and get then, used to it. And then you've got maybe a late fee. Like in his case, he didn't pay it by a certain date, so they issued an arrest warrant. So they probably tacked on more hundreds of dollars on for a late fee, some sort of other fee to call off the arrest dogs or whatever the cops. Who knows what other fees they tack on there? But surcharges are the same thing. So because you've been charged with a crime, Texas decides that, well, that's not enough money right there. We need to get a surcharge in on this. And according to this uh, this piece off the government's own website charges uh, surcharges apply to uh, any uh, any kind of traffic offense that has occurred after 2003 September 1st it's an administrative fee they say charged to a driver based on convictions reported to the driving record and uh, basically they go down to to say that the way it works the reason why this guy kept getting bills year after year after yeah. year quarter after quarter is because well they issue you points uh for these offenses and the more points you have, the higher the surcharge is. So the driver's required to pay $100 surcharge for the first six points and then $25 for each additional point. But that's not all. They can also give you special surcharges for things like your first DWI offense, uh, second DWI, DWI with a BAC of .16 or more, driving without insurance, driving while license is invalid. Uh, DWI with uh, .16 or more is a $2,000 surcharge per year for three years. God. So I'm not sure how Tim got up to $600 per quarter for three years. He must have a lot of points on his license because uh, having no driver's license, for instance, is only a $100 surcharge per year for three years. But that's how it works. Essentially, over the, over the years, after three years, your points go away. So as long as you have points and as long as you get some sort of a, a, a criminal charge, a driving charge, traffic charge, you will have surcharges added on to the charge that you already received. Does that oh, make sense? Yeah. That's insane. It's all about the money. It's not even about uh, the charge that you received. It's just a surcharge for being over six points. That's, That's correct. Just the charge. We just charge you for being over six points. Exactly. And I wonder, can you just let your license, you know, look, I'd like to cancel my license. I don't want your surcharges anymore. And yes, I'll let that's my... what will happen if you don't pay the surcharges is they're going to cancel your driving privileges or uh, but, your license. Uh, you know, I'm wondering if you can just go ahead and cancel and say, I don't want the license anymore and, you know, I'll, I'll bike it. Um, I don't need your surcharges, whatever. And I wonder if you, then the points will go away after whatever period of time the points go away and you can get it back I... after that t- period of time. Well, that's a good question, Mark. I don't know. So but, you're really uh... paying in order, you know, this extra exorbitant fee in order to have a license for that period of time. That's what it sounds like. But then again, they may not let you come back and get your license until you paid off all the surcharges that they deemed were due on your account. Oh, oh, I'm sure that's the case. Right. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, Let's go to Chris in Toronto. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Evening, everybody. Hey, go ahead Um, with your thoughts. First off, I just wanted to say, you know, I think the Jews are responsible for all the circles in the world. And personally, I just wish they would stop. 
all the, all I the circles. To get that out there. All, all the circles. Okay, that's cute. Is that all sorry, you wanted? That's all. That's all you. No, had. actually, uh, sorry, I was just trying to make a joke, but obviously it failed, so I am gonna. Nah, you didn't. You did okay. Yeah, that, it's a reference to a caller uh, earlier in the show who claimed that uh, crop circles, uh, you know, were an alien thing, and then he mentioned Zionism and go, going on from there. Right. Yeah. If you, I guess if you hadn't been tuned in for that, uh, you wouldn't have gotten it. And for me, eh, jokes about race like that, not really. Not really my bag. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But he was lampooning the jokes I get what race. he was. I get what he was doing, but somebody who just t- tuned in would be very confused by that call. And you have to remember, it's a radio show, so people are always just tuning in. 855-450-FREE is the number. You know, you tell jokes, and sooner or later you're going to have a stinker. Let, that's true. Let's continue. you got to throw it up against the wall, see if it'll stick. Eight, uh, Alex is on the line listening in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Alex. Hey, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind? Oh, well, I'm involved with the Ron Paul campaign here in Virginia. Great. Thanks uh, for doing that. We're going to be uh, uh, sending a bunch of people to the uh, meeting in the county level to uh, see if we can get some people voted in as uh, delegates and then on to the state and, uh, I presume, national level. I'm not exactly privy to all the details. Great. But, and how's uh, that going for you? Is it uh, is it keeping your interest well, it's not so much about my interest. It's about what good it's doing for the campaign, so at least we can get Dr. Paul some national attention. The guy managing this on, I think, the district level, we're in Virginia's ninth. Uh, this guy has his stuff together. He sent me a few numbers to call. Uh, thankfully, some of them are in my town, so I may be able to get a few people right, so maybe we can get this thing stuffed. Well, fantastic. What do you think the chances are Ron Paul's going to make a, a decent showing in Virginia? Thus far in the southern states, he hasn't exactly been knocking it out of the ballpark. Uh, well, if I recall correctly, uh, what was it? Gingrich and Santorum were not on the ballot. So uh, Dr. Paul made a very nice showing. Um, yeah. Virginia okay, Virginia was already his, happened. Virginia was his highest showing at 40% or something like that. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because there was no one else competing except for, who was it? Uh, Romney? Gingrich and Romney. I mean, excuse me, Rom- okay. Paul and Romney. Got it. Great. Well, I, I hope that works out for you. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Uh, yes. In reference to, I think, the call before last, a uh, guy made a bad joke or something. Uh, I'm reminded of two data. Uh, first, uh, Rothbard reminded us that government is a gang of thieves were at large. And uh, the second part is, I know some states will honor foreign driver's licenses. I understand California is one of them, and I've seen even a few uh, foreign license plates around here, a few from Canada, I think one from Mexico even. I always thought that would be an interesting approach, uh, is to put some sort of a foreign plate on a car. And that's one of the questions I'd asked when I got uh, when I had to go to court for having a private plate on my car. As I pointed out, well, well, how do you know that the Shire, which is what my plate said, as its location? How, how do you know that's not as legitimate as any of these other foreign countries? What, what makes my nation state, my imaginary concept, at less valid than, say, the Barbados? The Wilson Islands. Thanks for the call, Alex. Appreciate it. It's 855 And the judge did not like me asking questions like that. He didn't want me to, uh, to go down that road when I tried that. Yeah, because they don't know. Because there is no difference. It's all just an idea. The right. Nation if, states are nothing. They if you don't get exist. a private license plate from some place called that, you know, one of these unpopulated <laughs> Papua New Guinea. I mean, how is the how is the local cop going to be able to look that up? Exactly. Eight five five four fifty three. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour three is next. 
Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Once again, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the various features that await you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. You actually get to control the content of the site if you'd like. You can... Submit different things to it. Maybe those things are YouTube videos or news articles or blog posts. Whatever you find online that you think is interesting, you submit it as show prep. And then others can vote as to whether they like or dislike it. The most liked making it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. We continue to take your calls about what you want coming up. We can talk about Denmark and socialism. Mark, you've got some stuff you want to share with us on that. Uh, plus, Ali uh, is going to tell us about a minimum price to be set for alcohol. We'll tell you where that could be happening uh, soon. But first, Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the line in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene in Tennessee. Going once. Gene, the Christian anarchist. How about go. now? There, there we you go. are. Go ahead, sir. Oh, sorry about that. I said hello, guys, and then I, I was going to say that term, of course, is uh, neutral gender. So, Thank you, Gene. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with the... Uh... No starting off the calls with jokes, Gene. Didn't you hear the last the caller before last? Ian doesn't like it when you start jokes with ca- calls with jokes. Apparently, if you say guys, it offends Mark. It doesn't offend me, so... Oh, okay. Did you, did you get that, Mark? What's that? Okay, never mind. Nah, I'm good. Um, anyway, I wanted to talk about a little bit about Christian anarchy. Uh, of course, I'm a big Ron Paul fan. I love Ron Paul, even though I'm an anarchist. And um, I started a group on Facebook. I don't like Facebook, first of all. I've stayed away from Facebook because I don't like the privacy information that they share and everything. But it sucked you in. <laughs> well, it, it sucked me in because of the Ron Paul campaign, you know, in order to stay connected with all of the people you had to basically have. It's a true. It's an effective networking tool. Yeah. So, but I mean, I didn't give them my real name, my real email, you know, I made up a, a fake Gmail address and stuff. So sure. none of it. It's just Gene Christian if you go on there. But I started a group, the Christian Anarchist. So if you search on Facebook for Christian Anarchists. I've got seven whole members so far. Uh, if anybody wants to join, there's no, there's really not much in the way of rules. Uh, <laughs> From anarchists. <laughs> go figure. 
It's basically just a group for people that want to discuss the relationship between government and religion. And, uh, and, and the theory is that uh, the people joining that group would be mainly Christian anarchists. And so there's only basically one document right now that I added, which is my definition of what a Christian anarchist is. And the group is open to people that want to join that group and add their own thoughts or feelings or whatever. So, I see about four or five groups coming up here when I put in Christian anarchy. I'll try Christian anarchist. That's what I mean. Yeah. Actually, really? I have four Christian NR, and it's, uh, you know, this is what I got. Five. Well, see, I'm just, I'm not very good with Facebook, so... Uh, you might want to go either. like all the rest of them, too. Yeah, I don't even know... Well, uh, just type it in. Pract- practice up. makes so, perfect, Gene. Yeah, if somebody else wants to join and become an admin, that's fine with me. They can take over this thing. Or, you know, <laughs> oh, no, you're going to get taken over real fast. Somebody's oh, gonna yeah? come in. Okay. <laughs> Somebody could come well, in there and say, I'm a Christian anarchist, and then you'll give them ad- admin, and then they shut down your group. <laughs> well, can't I be like the super... Uh, Super admin? I do, honestly, I don't, I don't know enough to tell you. I think that the, sometimes Facebook works that way, but I, I'm not positive. Well, then maybe I better not make somebody else the admin. But anyway, if the people want to join and add their thoughts, and uh, go Ron Paul. Cause, uh, uh, All right, Gene. I'm, I'm hoping that they'll take over the uh, convention in Florida. Who? The Christian Anarchy people Polites. or the Ron Paul people? The Ron Paul people. In yeah. Florida? It won't be the Christian Anarchy people, because I don't see a group here with more than 119 members. Wait a minute. Really? You That's think, pretty good, because mine don't have that much. You think the Ron Paul people are going to take over the Republican convention in Florida? Yeah. No. No way. No, no. I mean, the, <laughs> uh, the you know, the... Uh, Delegates. The place where they're nominating the uh, Republican. That's, Tampa, that's Florida. Florida. Tampa. Oh, are we that's talking about the, the, the full-on convention for the national? Is that yeah, what you're yeah. Yes. Convention. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought you meant the Florida yeah. state convention. Because it looks like uh, at the state level, there's a whole lot of Ron Paul people becoming delegates, and uh, who knows what could happen. Indeed. Good old Santorum stays in there to. Uh, it's not exactly a secret water. at this point, though, Gene, and I wonder if the GOP and the, the RNC has uh, a, little, a few tricks up their sleeves. Oh, uh, they've already been working at trying to, uh, to put, throw the water on the fire, I guarantee indeed. you. Indeed. Gene, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Good luck with your Facebook group. 855 450 free. I hear Ron Paul isn't even eligible for the first round because he hasn't got a plurality of, of um, a plurality in five states or something like that. Meaning it, they can't even vote for him? In the first round. That's what, you know, something I've heard has been floated around. Who but knows? wait, I thought there were some people that were absolutely locked into voting for Ron Paul. That now you're saying they can't? I don't know, man. I mean, you, I, it's also confusing. It I don't is understand entirely it. very, very confusing. I would not take the news from me, and I'm not re- okay. ready to take it from the people that were giving it um, over at Fox either. So, got it. Just saying, it's confusing, and it should be very interesting when they get there to to tampon, Tampa and uh, deal with all the tampons. <laughs> all right, the tampon. <laughs> it's people from Tampa. Yeah. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three minimum price for alcohol. Uh, tell me about that. So the Prime Minister of the UK. This is from the Guardian. Apparently, his name is David Cameron. Um, is basically starting in two thousand four. There's going to be a minimum price. Two thousand four. That's pretty. I mean, sorry, two thousand fourteen. That's pretty soon. <laughs> I'm sorry, two thousand fourteen. Got it. Uh, there's going to be a minimum alcohol unit price of forty pounds. Um, per unit. That's a lot of per alcohol. unit. Now, how much is in a unit? Uh, 
I guess I had to look that up. They've to go, yeah. they go into like the the Years. oh how it'll affect people. So yeah, I figured that it was um, basically it doesn't affect it too much. But the biggest, I mean, the current prices that like they're trying to set it so that the binge drinkers can't um, get like these super deals at uh, like the grocery stores where basically the more alcohol you buy, the cheaper it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, for example, a bottle of vodka would go from eight pounds to 1250. Whoa, that's a big, that's a huge jump. That's a 50% increase. Right. But then it's also dependent on how much, uh, alcohol content there is. So for lower alcohol content, the price doesn't go up as much. I see. So it's based on the amount of alcohol in the beverage. Right. Exactly. They're taxing based on alcohol. Yes. Interesting. So apparently there's like this big alcohol, epidemic in england according to i've heard that the english uh, make the irish look weak when it comes to drinking drinking? yeah yeah they said something like 50 percent of the alcohol consumed is by binge drinkers oh god (laughs) seems like a lot so apparently cameron instinctively opposed uh is opposed to such state intervention but he's been persuaded by evidence of crime and health experts on the damaging social impact of alcoholism especially among young people he's been persuaded normally i would oppose this but i've been persuaded we (laughs) really need the money see well i think it's i think it's honestly i i don't know what their real incentives are honestly but, and politicians go ahead but this whole well i'm being honest and saying i don't know what their whole incentives are but they've got an idea <laughs> but they the whole article is really just making excuses for for this legislation sure and they basically and say all of journalism near most of journalism is making excuses for new government programs well yeah they admit that it's going to be unpopular but um, it says the government can defend itself on the basis that the action is proportionate in view of the damage to the nation's health caused by binge drinking. And the nation has health. Right. That's that's <laughs> my whole the whole point of it is that it's the nation has a problem somehow and yep. that making alcohol more expensive for the people using it it's is going help to help lives. them. That's, that's going to help their lives. Yeah. Let's let's increase the cost. Alcoholics going to want to stop drinking just because it costs <laughs> too much. Right, because of 50% uh, cost increase. Well, no, what it might do is it might drive more alcohol uh, brewing indoors or yeah, rather in yeah, underground. Probably. People uh, getting stills and stuff. Correct, which of course in most places around here is completely illegal. I don't know what the status of that is in the UK, but I would imagine it's in a similar uh, restricted class. Somebody can get poisoned, man. And uh, by the way, there's. I was looking at another article about this since you uh, brought it up. Turns out this 40 40- uh, per unit price, 40 pound per unit price, will not add to the price of beer in a pub. So pub dealers oh. will get a break. We're coming up. It's pubs. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of these airwaves. Dial on in toll-free at 855-453-453. Here with you tonight, it's Ian, Allie, and Mark. Once again, 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features on the site there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Features including listening options. We've got live streams in broadband, dial-up, and mid-band streams. Uh, sizes, different sizes for different internet connections. Radio stations, over 100 of them from coast to coast. Satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio and our free-to-air KU band channel. The webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's where you can learn more about how to get tuned in. Listen.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you've got to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software at bitcoin.org and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. By the way, weusecoins.com works too. Now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com. All right. So, uh, Ali, you're sharing with us a story out of the U.K., involving a minimum price that will be set on alcohol that is sold in the UK. Right. To try to combat binge drinking. That's what they're saying, but they really just want to make a bunch of money because they know that people like to drink and that they're going to keep drinking even with uh, more taxes placed on them. But they don't want to combat binge drinking in pubs. So it's only binge drinking at home. Right. And they they make the point to say the... Ministers, ministers claim the policy. I guess ministers are like bureaucrats there. Yeah, they're, they're uh, liars that work for the government. Right. OK, so ministers claim the policy will not lead to higher supermarket profits. See, since they will be expected to put any extra profits they make towards lowering the price of other goods. Now, this is what annoys the heck out of me when people purport to know a lot about economics and try to explain economics and. Mm. Uh, and defend government action into the economy, and they obviously don't understand economics for anything. It's like it's sort of like the pseudo Keynesian idea that if you um, that they realize that profits made help lower the prices of goods, but they don't realize that making people pay more for goods that they're going to buy anyway means less money for them to spend on goods elsewhere that they would have rather bought. That's true, but it does mean more money in the coffers of the government. Right. And that's what it means. Well, and most of these economists you're talking about completely support government intervention. (laughs) Well, they might have uh, have economists that work. No, these are ministers. They're lawyers. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, certainly the people that are coming out of college with economics degrees. This is what amazes me is that that people – the, the the people, the average hoi polloi out there, allow lawyers to make economic statements for them, to, to, to set up the economy. But all that I mean, said, Mark, I mean, you know that people getting out of college are not necessarily schooled in the you know schools of economics you might like them to, like Sure, Austrian but you school. wouldn't let a lawyer do brain surgery on you. Why the hell would you let him design your economy? I mean, obvious, if you're going to let people design the economy, you should at least let economists, of course, there are a whole range of them Most of them are Keynesians, so what good is that going to do? I don't care what kind of brain surgeon he is, you wouldn't let a lawyer be a brain surgeon. I don't think it, I I mean, I agree that, I guess, 
when it comes to trying to plan an economy, anyone is obviously going to be bad if you try to put it put one person or a group of people in charge of planning Absolutely. an economy. And, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe like certain groups would be worse at it than others. In a in a world where uh, people value education and degrees, you would think that people that do some voting out there, uh, the people that are ruled I mean, under no circumstance would you let somebody who is degreed in doing something else do a job but this. This is it. By the way, a quick correction here, and it's an understandable mistake to make, Ali. You had said it was 40 pounds per unit. Actually, what it is is 40 pence. P, uh, it's a big in, difference, huh? <laughs> in, well, actually, I don't know what the difference is. Pence is lower than pounds, right? I think there's 100 pounds, pence in right? pounds. How in many pa- pa- I think there's 100 pence in a pound. I would okay. just guess. I don't. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I'm just a gringo. It seems like a reasonable guess, uh, and it's a reasonable mistake to make. In the article, it says 40p, and if you've heard that, we don't the know British what the unit was anyway. So, but we gave the amount that uh, vodka is going to go up by 50 percent. So that gives you an idea That's of what huge. this is going to do. That's it was a bottle of vodka, right, going right. up by 50 percent from like 850 to 1250 or something. Yes. Uh, and so, by the way, uh, so, so when you see the, the lowercase p in a British uh, publication, it means next to a number, that means pence, whereas the funny looking L sort of E combo thing with it's the pounds. swirlies on it means, uh, <laughs> means pounds. So there you go. But yeah, as you pointed out, Mark, uh, it's, still, it's a huge increase in price. It is. And, and we'll benefit the, the bartenders association or the, 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 the people in the hospitality bar business, the bar owners, uh, because it's going to drive more people into those the pubs locations. where they don't have the, the tax. Exactly. Well, they, they claim in the article that the big problem is young people uh, buying alcohol from the grocery store because it's cheaper, mm-hmm. obviously, like in the United States, than buying drinks at the, at the bar but, um, or the pub. So they're they're thinking that now instead of get binge drinking before you go to the pub that you'll just go to the pub sober and drink there. And I guess the idea would be that the bartenders are supposed to cut you off typically, right? Like that's the idea. I know that up here in, in the in one of the local bars there's signs on the doors of the bathroom that say or in the and actually the front door of the the establishment that say that if we think that you've had too much then we are going to cut you off. And so, like, it's it's the law, at least around here, apparently, that if you How don't... How are they going to hold them to that law, though? I don't know, Mark. Uh, some sort of sting operation, I guess. But if you don't cut somebody off, if they're too obviously drunken, then the the bar becomes liable. Well, that's part of, apparently, Prime Minister Cameron's plan is um, on his attack on the country's binge culture, uh, he will propose more powers for pubs to stop serving alcohol to people who are already drunk, more powers for hospitals, not just to tackle the drunks turning up in A&E, which I guess is the emergency room, but also the problem clubs that... Oh, also, the problem clubs that send to send people there every night, so the hospitals can come af- go after the bar now for wow. getting people drunk, and when they end up in the hospital. So, like, bill the bar for sending drunk people in. I guess to so. A hospital. Crazy. So, <laughs> I guess if you have an accident at a bar, they, the last place they're going to send you is the hospital. Oh, good. Great point. Yeah, where where will they send you? Put, Here, you, in a, put you in a cab, dump you off uh, out on some road somewhere. <laughs> Just have bunk beds under in the the basement. Your thoughts are welcome on this at eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And don't think that oh well, this couldn't happen here. Well, of course, it could happen here. In most places, the government has an ironclad lockdown on the distribution of alcohol. 
uh, whether that means that the you know the liquor commission is out cracking down on people for selling to underage drinkers, or and as the case is with uh, with New Hampshire where we live, the state actually running the full distribution of liquor from the the, the ground up. Yep. Well, well you, you just can't. liquor. Yeah, liquor. So I said liquor, Sorry. distribution of liquor, and uh, next so state got, over. By the way, they sell it in grocery stores. They've got total control over it. It's here. absolute it's anarchy right across the state line in, in Maine, where they can buy it in a great grocery store. What about in Vermont? Same thing. I don't know what they sell, how they sell it. 855-450-FREEZE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, Denmark Socialism. Mark, you're going to give us shine some light on that? Yep. We'll do that here in moments. And also take your calls about what's on your mind. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight here with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. 855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site completely free. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features there include news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you should know about Free Talk Live. You can follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook, and you can do it all free over at news.freetalklive.com. So, Mark, you wanted to share something about, we've kind of been pretty international here tonight, talking about the UK, and now Denmark. What about them? Well, um, this is uh, from dollarvigilante.com. Some of our audience may be familiar with it, but this is a, a guy who lived, you know, was from Denmark and essentially found the ideas of liberty and has just kind of, you know, some observations on uh, uh you know but what denmark's like as a result said um let's see denmark as with all social democratic welfare states of uh, northern europe by the way i'm cutting some of this up is heralded as some sort of ideal society to be mimicked by the world as with all socialist societies this is his words not mine what are you actually i believe that all uh, governments are socialist in nature i mean mm-hmm. they they redistribute wealth they believe they own the means of production because they believe they own everything they believe they own all the property as evidenced by property taxes and they believe they own you as evidenced by taxes upon your labor if they can tax your labor they must be taxing your body right so um what you're actually witnessing is a sort of a Potemkin village on a national scale. As per Heinrich Henson points out, we can conclude that uh, this, that of the people in the working age of 18 to 66, listen to these numbers. They're stunning. More than one quarter live passively on government transfers. That's welfare. Welfare. Full time. For every 100 persons employed full time in 1999, there were 33 working aged people receiving support. Adding pensioners, the total number was 61 people on full-time transfer income for each 100 full-time employed persons. The pensioners are financed as a pay-as-you-go pension scheme, basically like Social Security. And out of those uh, who are employed, 31.5% work for the government. So let me see if I got that straight. So about a third are receiving uh, welfare. 61 people for every every 100 people working there are 61 people who are on working are getting money from the government right and but but like 30 something percent were on full-time welfare 
Like they weren't working at all? 33 working age people were receiving support, right? Like full-on support. They're not working. They're just working age. They're not actually working. They're just living completely off the government. Yes. Right. So like 30-something percent working completely off the government. Another 30 percent receiving some sort of welfare. Is that right? 61 people for every 100 people are receiving full-time transfer income. Full-time? Okay, I'm sorry. I missed that point. Okay. That includes the pensioners. So the other 39% are the ones paying for it all. No, that doesn't work. For every 100 people working, 61 people aren't. Not 61 people out of the 100. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you can see that 100 people are supporting 61 for um, working. And that doesn't really work. And I mean, the, imagine 61... if you had to work, uh, if, you know, two people work to support one, that means a good portion of your pay just has to go to, to work for that other person. And then, so it's, okay, so for every 100 working, there's another 60-something that aren't 61. working. They're getting full-time income from the government. Of the 100 that are working, 31.5 work for the government. Got it. So we know already that the government has perverse incentives as an employer and doesn't pay commensurate value the marketplace would per employee. It's likely that uh, somebody that the you know whatever the government does and whatever services they provide, there's you know money to be made in there, and they could be provided more efficiently by the marketplace. And maybe maybe those types of employees, maybe firemen would make more in a free society. We couldn't say. But um, you can say that firemen, as per what they're making right now, is not commensurate to what they would make in the marketplace individually. Does that make sense? It would be great if this kind of system could sustain itself and people, right. you know, the just, old Margaret Thatcher quote, quote which it. is uh, the problem with socialism is sooner or later you run out of other people's money. So let me see if I've got this straight. So for 100 people that are working. Yes. Of those hundred people, thirty-one of them work for the government. Thirty-one and a so half. So they're effectively welfare recipients in that they're not creating any real product or service. It's not in entirely the a true statement to say. To, but to, for the most part, they're not providing a, a desired product or service in the marketplace. For their most productivity is not properly represented. So let's take them out of that hundred. That leaves us with the not approximately. Not a fair thing to do. Yeah, it is pretty much fair. I'm going to say it's fair because they're not really adding to the economy for the most part. Government workers are, are parasites for the most part. They don't actually add anything of value not true. With, with a few exceptions like maybe fire service or something like that. A lot that. of government employees add lots of uh, add value to the marketplace. They're just, you know, pro- not properly, um, you know, are, are you they're service employees. Are you saying yeah, that but the, money like, that's the woman that brings you them. your food at a restaurant is is a parasite or the or the individual? Well, yeah. Well, not no, not not in a restaurant because that's a voluntary uh, interaction. Just because but with the it's government, not, it's just not. because it's not voluntary doesn't mean that the service isn't of value. Well, like I said, there may be some value to the government service. I, I'm going to grant you that there's some value to some of their services, but they're ultimately paid through coercion. So the money that's going to pay those 31 people is coming from the others, uh, the other 69, 68.5. Yeah, yeah, the other. So you've got about uh, you've got about 69 people that are paying. For the government paychecks of the 31 plus another 60 people who are just on full-time welfare. 61, yep. So you really have about 70 people paying for about 90 people's income, essentially, plus their own lives. I'm not entirely sure I go for the math, but I'm willing to say that you have about one person for every one person. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Plus themselves. So you have one person taking care of their own selves and their and own families, plus some government reci- a recipient of their, of their money. Given that employees of the state do not pay taxes, what you have in reality is a nation where 30% of the population is productive and supports the other 70%. 
amazing. Clearly not a situation. Now, they're, they're at that point clu- including uh, children, too, I guess. Clearly not a situation that could be kept up for very long. And the demographics of Denmark indicate that the state is destroying the will to continue on. Denmark of the workers, has, you mean? What's that? Of the workers, the will of the workers. Denmark has an entire population of 5.3 million people. Of them, 1.1 million are below 18 years old. Of the remaining 4.2 million people, 2.2 million people receive government transfer payments, not counting the 260,000 students that receive public scholarships mm-hmm. of uh, $550 per month. From taxing their citizens into poverty to forcing them to endure the highest electricity rates in the world due to cult-like obsession with lowering carbon emissions mm-hmm. god forbid it actually warms up in denmark the danish state takes top <laughs> marks for keeping the prisoners down i guess he's retur- referring to the citizens mm-hmm. i thought i might share with you a few of the observations and thoughts i had on the workers paradise of denmark it's too expensive to have fun the first thing that really caught my attention especially coming from one of the most active party capitals of the world in acapulco this denmarkian lives in acapulco now um, was how quiet the nightlife is on in most, denmark in denmark on most nights things shut down by 8 p.m young people who do not want to go out who do want to go out never go out until they've gotten drunk at home why the tax cheaper. on alcohol in bars and restaurants is so high that hardly anyone can afford it so people who do want to go out huddle in the dark homes and drink as much as they can before they do go out the media the government-owned tv and radio station dr uh, dunsmark radio demands payment whether you care to catch its propaganda oh or not it's one of those places. They have that in uh, in Great Britain where if you have uh, basically TV, you have a TV tax, right? That's what it is. Even if you subscribe to a private cable or satellite service, if you own any device that can display a TV signal or pick up a radio signal, and this could be a cell phone with a radio feature, a car stereo, a TV, a computer monitor, then by <laughs> law you have to pay a DR license every month. In order to enforce this law, the wow. government has specifically equipped vans That's with right. huge antennas to detect TVs and devices, see photo below, that drive around all day looking for criminals that have the capability to pick up the propaganda but are not paying the license. Ellie, you look shocked. I just like can't believe any of this. Like I, I was starting to think it's kind of like that, you know, in other places I've been where it is too expensive to go out and have a good time, but this is just blowing my mind. Let's continue in moments here. Uh, there is more, yes? Oh, yes. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Can you, can you imagine having to pay a tax just for having a radio in your car? Having a TV in the house. 855-450-FREE, and then creepy guys driving around in vans trying to figure it out? Nice. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And join us over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on the site and help support the show. If you'd like, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier. It's 
as little as three bucks per month. We'll take that three dollars in and invest it in the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you and you can spare the cost of a cup of coffee, then you can help us with the AMP program. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. We'll also uh, give you access to special AMP perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only podcast, forum, and more. Go get the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about Denmark and the socialist stuff going on there. That, uh, As you pointed out, Mark, there's socialism everywhere, even in this country. But uh, this is particularly egregious in some ways. And some things are just unbelievable, as Ali is been shocked to discover that there are television taxes over there, as there are in Great Britain, but also apparently in Denmark, where you are being taxed and radio. on yeah, just for having a Doesn't radio. Doesn't matter if you have a car. television or radio, you've got to pay the you know the licensing fee. Well, no, they're saying you have to have some sort of device. If you presumably, if you don't have the device, you don't have to pay the fee. But who doesn't? Right. I mean, you know, so so the the I can't imagine what percentage of the population doesn't have a television. A radio, and they include things like cell phones, computers, and, 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 yeah. you know, things that anything that can play uh, any know, entertainment kind of, device, yeah, some kind of entertainment device at all. So I think it's it's pretty likely that uh, unlikely that uh, somebody might not have any of these things. So unless all you use for entertainment Car stereo is, is a book, uh, you know, your shelf of books, then you're pretty much going to be taxed. Yeah, and they're going to send guys in a van around with special RF detecting equipment to verify that you uh, have those things in your home. So they'll send them to homes that aren't paying the tax, for instance, and then uh, they'll, they'll check you out. I wonder how they deal with apartment buildings. They probably walk up and down the hallways. Is that close? They, they could, they'd be able to, to detect that closely? Who knows, Mark? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. So this, like, I guess, kind of flies in the face of these people that think that, um, that the government's using the TV to try to suck the... Um, I don't know, the critical mind out of the public and, you know, just make people a bunch of um, idiots that just stare at the TV box all day and listen to their propaganda, which I can understand it because the TV is very, um, it's a lot of propagandas on there for the government. But I don't know if that's the government's doing or if it just reflects people in society believing in the government i don't know but i think that's the i think it's the latter in that uh, that art is imitating life to some extent and so people this is what they believe and they went to government-run schools they went to colleges that are very heavily influenced by governments and so they take their government play very nice with your television organization or you know your media organization if you don't toe the line that's true but Governments all pretty much have similar incentives. There's not much that separates this government from our government and any other government. So apparently government would really prefer for people not to have or to have to pay taxes on TV. Right, because they know they're going to watch anyway. They know that people want want to watch television. And so why not go ahead and tax it on top of indoctrinating people? So it's the best of both worlds. They yeah, get but to- this, in this case, they put uh, – th- now, these government bureaucrats that are going out and listening to whether or not people are you know, paying the, the tax or whatever, these people are adding nothing to the marketplace. I mean they're policing whether or not um, you know, people are paying a government tax. Just you – know, this is pointless government bureaucracy. So you have to wonder what kind of powers do these people have? Like the, the guys in the van, if they determine they believe that TV signal, there's a TV that is operating in your household and you aren't one of those taxpayers, you don't, you don't pay the tax because you've been claiming you don't have anything, do they then get to go and raid your apartment? Do they then get to go in your house and search it for electronic equipment? 
And if they find it, what happens to you? I don't know. I've, there's a lot more to this about Denmark that I think we should talk about. Hold that thought. We'll get right to it. But first, Ed's in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Ed with Ian Alley and Mark. Hey, I just wanted to comment on the uh, alcohol story you were talking about. Uh, it all to be would be more DUIs, more car wrecks, because like you say, Mark even said it, he said, they'll be driving there now. Then they got to go to a bar. Then right, you're talking about how home. in the U.K. they're going to uh, tax alcohol that you can buy in the store more so than uh, than they are in the bars. And That's I think a great point. Right. Yeah, I don't think that got right. fully fleshed I mean, the, out the, on here, Ed. The studies already uh, show it. And then another thing, like alcohol prohibition, as y'all know about, it made, most people were drinking beer at that time. It made them go to hard liquor. It did. That's hey, the absolute it's truth. like the Indians being destroyed because of alcohol prohibition. Whenever they can get it, they suck it down. Yeah, why is anyway, that a stereotype with Native Americans? Or I think Indians? it has something to do with their metabolism being different and the, you know, no, they just weren't no, prepared for it. No, no, hey, it was prohibition. You can look it up. But why oh, would it affect see. them more than white people, and supposedly? Alcohol, I don't think so. Well, wait a minute. Was alcohol prohibited in the 1800s? I mean, because I mean, the oh, Indians... Hey, it's been, yeah, it's been prohibited from uh, the Indians for, uh, well, if I could see you, from 1802. All the way to 1950-something, then I was told that it was still prohibited. And they just now legalized it in certain casinos and stuff, and that's surprising. Interesting. Hmm. But, okay. uh, you know, as y'all know, you know, prohibition, it, like it says here, prohibition did two things. Just like I told you, people went from beer to hard liquor, and then it started, you know, the increase of organized crime. Well, you know, one, one other point about Wayne why... Says, Hmm? Prohibition makes anything precious. It's yeah, true. true. And it uh, drives the cost up and increases the danger and likely brings gangs involved and all that. But right. also another point as to why Indians might, uh, you know, have problems with alcohol. Just think of how depressed you might be if you were, uh, you know, had all your relatives uh, murdered and then you and your remaining uh, kinfolk were shoved off to some plot of land out in the middle of nowhere. And then, you know, fo- uh, you know, had all these rules from the federal government foisted upon you, whether you wanted them or not. If you had nothing else to live for, then you might drown your sorrows in alcohol as well. Well, yeah, that brings well, up a good and, and point. And mainly, it was, I really still think it's prohibition, but you know, everything. Oh, I think that plays know. a factor as well. Well, I, I think that say. addiction can be spurned from abuse or, you know, tragedy and experiencing these kinds of things in one's life. So obviously, well, it, banning. It for, I think for a small percentage, you may be right. But I, let, let me uh, uh, tell you all about this. Did you know there's a, a country, and I can't I can't remember which country, Colombia, Ecuador, somewhere. These people do not get any diabetes or heart disease, or say the diabetes or cancer. I cannot remember, but they have this certain genetic thing. You maybe I can look it up, but I just thought I'd tell you that it was yeah, thanks, very unique. thanks no for the call, man. Or something. All right, I appreciate hearing from you. What were you saying, Ali? I think I'd kind of jumped in on well, you. Well. I, I I think that addiction is sort of addiction to substances, whatever it is. I don't know that it necessarily matters. Um, comes from people having to fulfill something on, inside that was hurt by some experience they had, maybe in childhood or something. Like I think it's more likely to be addicted to a substance because you experienced some abuse earlier in your life. I think that's a possible. I wouldn't say that it's not possible. I say hereditary, um, uh, you know, indicators are going to be a big deal too. And um, you know, it's it's been said many times, many ways that uh, you know, folks who you know, the North American Indians just couldn't handle liquor, and I don't know why. 
I feel like everyone I've ever sugar either. Every drug addict I've ever talked to um, has like had some terrible life story. I understand. Um, there's sometimes you can make generalizations about certain ethnicities. For instance, some people will say that Mexicans are short, and I think that that can probably be brought out by uh, taking a look at uh, the the average height in Mexico versus the average height in some other country. Um, for instance, pygmies are known for not being very tall, and I don't think that it's impossible that you know that that American Indians can't handle alcohol or sugar. So what else did you want to share uh, with us regarding Denmark? Denmark has the highest tax rate in the world at around 50%, unless you earn Woo. over 65000 U.S. dollars a year, in which case you are forced to hand over around sixty to the government. Speaking of taxes, if you want to buy a new car worth, say, 150000 Danish kroner, that's uh, $26,000, then you, uh, after putting the initial taxes on top of the car, um, that'll cost you around, it'll cost you around $64,000 total to get a $26,000 car. Wow. That's, More than twice. Yeah, that's... Uh, 37500 in taxes. Um, you can go to the Danish uh, page it's and like calculate. It's like 150% tax. Yeah, you can see the. It shows you where to go and calculate it yourself. The puppy <laughs> state, not content to simply um, protecting the homo sapiens that reside within its territorial monopoly on the use of force, the Danish state has ref- seen fit to protect the rights of animals by legislating the terms of human canine relationships. It went for a trip with my parents and was surprised to see my mother placing a harness on the dog and attaching it to the seatbelt. They own a small Yorkshire Terrier, so I asked why she wouldn't sit with it on her lap in the front seat like they do in Mexico or other sane places. She told me that by, now, by law, your dog has to wear a seatbelt and buy a special harness and sit in the back of the car. Not, the fine for not doing so is 200 bucks. Is it going to be like this in the United States? Like, Is it going to have to get this bad here for There's, things to I don't think we can afford it. There's yeah, some crazy not. stuff already happening here. I mean, you can't chalk on rocks at a beach. You can't have a garden in your front yard. It just all depends where you live. All right, we're out of time for tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com and join Allie at ladiesandkeen.com. See you. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Rajamojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Rajamojo. I am that dirty ass. Takes away everything you can get. Keep them alone with this affordable plan. I call it democracy. Everybody knows the game is rigged. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com.